Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. And we're here on our regular recording day. Oh, look at us doing the thing. Uh, Much later, yes, because things happen. You got to roll with the punches sometimes. True. So, Al, what's up? How have you been? Good. What's going on? A lot, actually. Yeah, some weeks we don't have anything to say. Some weeks we have a lot to say. Share what you want to share. Don't share what you don't want to share. I mean, it feels like everything happened at once. Because it did. Okay. So, sabbatical from work. Good word? Sounds like a good word to me. Okay. Um, I'm single now. Womp womp. Wow. No? Yeah. yeah. So, just like regular music. Yeah. Hold on. Um, well, breakups are hard in general. Some are easier than others. Like, there's feelings involved. So. Yeah. No one's saying you don't have to have your own feelings, but you're you're saying it's not as terrible as it could be? No, I think it's just like, um... I'm just going to let fate take its course. And I'm not pulling in any direction right now. Okay. So I'm neutral. Okay. I'm not devastated. I'm not over the moon. I'm not slightly sad. I'm not slightly happy. I'm just in the middle. Well, that seems like a healthy way to deal with it. I guess. Yeah. What else is going on with you? I guess. Oh, everyone. What do you want going on? (laughs) Please. True. True. You cut your hair. I did cut my hair. I used to have really long, unhealthy, gross hair, and I cut it all off. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You did, in fact, cut it all off. I'm looking at you, and it is short. What I like is like the little blonde. You look like you have frosted tips. Yeah, but it's like inconsistent. It's like irregular. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's inconsistent. Okay, thanks for not agreeing. <laughs> I'm your older sister. I'm okay, supposed to give you crap sometimes. <laughs> I'm supposed to give you crap sometimes. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Anyway. I don't have anything really going on this week. Like, it was hard because I came back from vacation mm-hmm. and you know in the line of business in which we exist um when you're off for a day when you come back it's like you're behind three days i was off for a week and there was a holiday right afterwards so i was off for a week and a day how dare you that's true it is it is 100 percent true one day off is three days behind always it, it and everybody knows it So literally yesterday I was getting emails like, hey, so I know you were on on vacation last week and I'm sure you're super swamped. Could you look into this? I'm like, if you know I'm busy, why are you adding something else on top of that? Actually, though, Uh rude, rude, I tell you. Super rude. Can you get me a raspberry 
life infusion from my I fridge. was about to ask you if I could have another one. Do it. Like, that's Just do it. where I'm at right now. I'm not going to lie, we may have to split the cost on the next... Because I did the subscribe thing on Amazon. Oh, okay. So we can split that in half, and I will actually dedicate half to you. Sorry, guys. We're just... <laughs> it's that... Okay. So we're... It's Saturday, and it is 2 p.m. for us. 2.17. The thing is, is that it's not a high-energy day. It's a no. very calm day. And that, that was, was... the loudest thing I've ever heard in I my life. know, right? That was a firecracker that just went off. That was a Rehab Monster Raspberry Tea. It, uh... Mine was bad, too. I'm so sorry. Very, very... It's... It's not the best when it comes to wanting to be low carb, but I don't care. That's so good. I feel Monster, like... sponsor us. Apparently there's a class <laughs> action lawsuit against them because of the rehab line. Because they like tried to pitch it as like, it's actually good for you. It's not an energy drink. It's like... It's a monster product. If you're buying a monster product, you can't pretend like you're unaware of what it is. Well, that's why Vitamin Water had to change a lot of its advertisement because they got sued too. Because they were trying to say that they were super duper healthy. And it's like, do you realize that some of the ingredients you list are not pronounceable by most people? True. So you can't be like, this is Vitamin Water when it's chemical chemical like if like there's a little it's water chemical, in it chemical and there may be some water yeah mm-hmm. same with the what was what were the juices that everybody was drinking for a little while the odwallas i vaguely remember those that were all they were touted as super duper healthy for you and all this stuff and granted it was healthier than like a regular apple juice. Yeah. But not by much. So, Fair enough. Yeah. So that's the way things no, work. The reason why I like raspberry, the, the monster we have raspberry It's because tea. it tastes like raspberry tea. I can't get raspberry tea anywhere that is, like, really that good. You can't get raspberry tea that's, like, sugar-free in supermarkets. You can go check. Yes, you can. The Weiler's brand has a raspberry tea. I'll look for it, but I, I, I literally... At the shop right near me, we I live doing, we live in an doing, area that has shop, right? Because it's not everywhere. I was in Walmart Plus and I couldn't find it. Oh, that's why. Walmart, Walmart, their brand doesn't have it. So if you want some, mm -hmm. let me know. And next time I get things from ShopRite, I'll How get you an extra to... one. It tastes like raspberry tea. <clears throat> okay, then cool. But typically, I can't find a good raspberry tea mix, mm -hmm. and so I default to this because it's one sixty-five a can, and they're typically three dollars because mm -hmm. I got them off of Amazon. And I'm like, I'm, I'm pleased. Speaking of Amazon, yes, I got a whole bunch of stuff this week, or I'm getting a bunch of stuff, and yep. today, tomorrow, and like next week. Because I won a $50 Visa gift card from T-Mobile. We have T-Mobile. And T-Mobile Tuesday has little <laughs> things that you can... Games that you can play. Speaking of, if and people are unaware, T-Mobile Tuesdays. If you have T-Mobile, download that app. You get free stuff. And mm -hmm. it's not like insignificant free stuff. No, they, they're giving away... <laughs> 
What was it that you got for free? A free chicken sandwich from from it Wendy's? Was a, f- a free breakfast sandwich, the one that is retail like four ninety nine for free. Yeah, they have like when the Impossible Whopper came out, they had get a free Impossible get a free Whopper. Impossible Whopper. Um, when the Popeye's chicken sandwich, spicy chicken sandwich came out, they had get a free spicy chicken sandwich. Um, they always have get a free um, red box rental. Yeah. They used to have... Get 40% off of Hotels.com. Yeah. There, there used to be a... Up to 40. I have to say up to because I went through Hotels.com for something <laughs> or Booking.com for something recently. It and it was exactly the same price on Booking as they were trying to say my 40... Up to 40% off. Yikes. I was like, uh, no, I'm good. Try again. Um, they used to give a free coffee as well. Mm-hmm. But they got rid of that, which is sad. Yeah, also they've had, given they have away free, free masks. Like, at the T-Mobile store, you have to go get it. <laughs> but, like, a free mask, a free cup. Um, the free bottles. The free bottles. Like, they try to give stuff out. It's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff. So, if you have T-Mobile, like, definitely look into T-Mobile Tuesdays. What is it called on the actual? Is it T-Mobile, T-Mobile Tuesday? Tuesday something? No, I think it's called T-Mobile Tuesday. But yeah, so I got that. So I bought like a bunch of vitamins that that I take, and and um, it's called Tuesdays. Okay, and I also got this. Okay, so don't come at me, our environmental people. Yep. But the boyfriend and I are trying to eat healthier, and one of the things I realized that I can do that he can take to work with him at five o'clock in the morning when he leaves is a shake or a smoothie okay Mm -hmm. so i am literally going to wake up with him and make one in the morning blend it all together i got disposable travel mugs to see if they work for us because i don't want him to have to carry one more thing home it's hard enough on the on the bus so like the reusable straw yes he can put that in his his lunch bag and be fine but I wanted to try them out and see if they work for our purposes. I was going to say, just buy five travel mugs, normal ones, and he just leaves them there at the end of the week. He brings them all back. Yeah, but then I have to wash them. He can he can rinse them so that washing them isn't a big deal. Yeah, but I, I bought like a small packet to see if it works. And if it does work, then I won't buy any what's more the, of the disposable what's ones. What's the shake you're making him? Random stuff, like frozen fruit. And some Greek yogurt and some almond milk. Well, do you want to know my recipe? And maybe the one that he really likes is a half a banana, some peanut butter, and like half of a a frozen banana chopped up. Mm -hmm. Peanut butter, almond milk, and and a little bit of yogurt to give it a little bit more protein. That is literally the one that I made myself (laughs) when I was... No, when I was heavy into like... Weight loss and meal replacement and stuff is my breakfast was literally um, either milk or almond milk. I think I usually went for almond milk because the the whole fat you you need a balance between carbs, fat, and protein. Yeah, if which is why I'm going of, to add a little bit of, and I've already told him, and he's okay with it, like a little bit of like protein powder to give it a little bit extra to help boost what's already in the Greek yogurt, mm-hmm. the fat free Greek yogurt. To give him something to at least get him through till lunch. Because yeah. he's, he's not a big breakfast eater. Mm-hmm. 
Like, he doesn't want to eat when he first wakes up, much like you. Yeah, I don't. He I, doesn't want to eat when he I first wakes up. I hate waking as soon as I... Waking. Oh, true. I hate eating as soon as I wake up, though. Yeah. So, anyway, I bought the cups to try it out because I want to see if it's something that works for us. Sorry, in our current In our current lifestyle, you know? Yeah. And if it's something that works, then, yeah, I'll buy the... the a five pack of reusable ones and we'll go with that we already have reusable straws at home we already have like all of those things we have our own giant water bottles um we have our own giant insulated mugs Mm -hmm. like we do the things but this is a for convenience purposes let's Mm -hmm. see if this works and if it does then let's adapt it yeah so my my shake one when did we turn, go to... Yeah, okay. Uh, go ahead. It was, um, I think it was like a cup and a half of milk. Mm-hmm. Um, two tablespoons of almond butter. Mm. One banana. A whole banana. Mm-hmm. Um, one teaspoon of cinnamon. I love... We love cinnamon. Our sister loves cinnamon. Mom loves cinnamon. Our nephew loves cinnamon. Our dad hates cinnamon. Well, it rounds out the the because it's it's actually pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And the cinnamon helps kind of bring it down a little yeah. bit. Um, it's a warming spice. Yeah, it, it helps bring everything together. And there's like weird me- metabolic things that are with cinnamon as well. Cinnamon is amazing yeah. for you. Um, well, so my favorite kind of shake is mm-hmm. some almond milk, some yogurt. Let me finish mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Scoop of protein powder, either vanilla or chocolate. If Ew. you do chocolate, then you do a little splash of vanilla extract because it balances it out. Yes. Um, and then three ice cubes. So and my favorite. Blend and then yes. add more milk if it's too thick. Yeah. And then get it to a decent consistency. And that is roughly, I think, around 900 calories, which is like a lot. But that'll get you, no joke, if you're someone like me who... Like, I don't know. I don't really have hunger pains very often. You know what I mean? Like, pangs. It's not pains. Hunger pangs. Like, eat. Um, It'll get me through an entire day, and I'll feel full the entire day. So it's something that you that you could definitely look into. That recipe is from a guy who works out a lot. He's a streamer. He's a very, very famous guy. His name is Nick Merckx. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shared that recipe, and he's like, I drink that. Go work out. And... I eat whatever that whatever the hell I want and look at me and he flex and he's like a really fit strong looking guy. Well, so my favorite kind of shake is unsweetened almond milk, um, some fat free Greek yogurt, um, a whole bunch of frozen berries. So strawberries, raspberries, blueberries. Love berries. Because they're good for you, and they are, they have, stuff, yeah. yeah. So, and depending on what mood I'm in, if I want to amp up the berry taste, some strawberry protein powder. Strawberry's good. But if I don't, vanilla protein powder works just fine. Um, and a, just a smidge of lemon juice. Because it adds a little bit of acidity to the sweetness of the entire shake. So it rounds out the flavor a little bit. 
and then just blend it. Because it's the frozen berries, you literally don't have to add anything else. And then, again, if it's a little bit too thick, add a little bit of water or some more almond milk because it's the unsweetened almond milk. Yeah. And it literally ends up being, I'm not exaggerating, less than 300 calories. But again, and I'm, I'm saying less than 300 because I haven't calculated it all together. But like a cup of almond of unsweetened almond milk is 80 calories. We'll say yeah. Then. So it's around 300 calories and it keeps you full all day. And it's enough to fill up my Yeti cup that is 30 ounces. Yeah, my my recipe is roughly like 30 ounces yeah. as well. So, but, it's crazy. But I tell you now, the the issue the thing that's difficult about it is once you get tired of it, having to drink all of that. Which is why when I make one, it actually ends up being for both of us. Because that way, we don't have to worry about it. Which means that when I get up a couple of hours later, if I put mine in the freezer or the fridge, Mm -hmm. when I wake up uh, again or finally get up again, then I already have breakfast made. Nice. Yeah, I followed a YouTuber as well. Um, um, I could be wrong. I'll have to look into it again. But I think his name is Will Tennyson. And he has a lot of really awesome recipes for low-calorie, very filling meals. And I kind of want to follow them again. Because he made a Caesar salad. Because, you know, Caesar Caesar salad dressing has a lot of fat and, like, sugars and stuff. Depending on which ones you get, yes. Authentic ones, yes. Yes, yes. But he made one that, like, didn't even count for fat. It was using, like, Greek yogurt, lemon juice, and some, like, some, some like, herb mix. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it's not exactly, like, Caesar salad dressing, but it's really close. And you get a whole bag of this, and you get turkey bacon, and really, like, this whole bowl of salad is, like, 100 calories. And you could eat this all day. So, like, it's very interesting. I'll show you. I think I showed you some of it before. But, like... You don't have to go that extreme, obviously. Yeah. But just saying, like, in case you want to try these recipes, they're really good. Listen, we're not trying to make anybody do anything that except listen to us and like, follow, and subscribe. And we're, I promise we're going to talk about Harry Potter in literally within two minutes. Yeah. It's just, it's something that we're currently, whenever we get on that kick again, that's when we start talking about it. Because obviously it's on our minds. Yeah. Oh, and they have... So, did you see... You know what else is on my mind? What's on your mind? All the people joining our group. Thank you so <gasps> much. I love you guys. Yes! You did the thing! High five! Okay. okay. Anyway. And I was super loud. Sorry, guys. Yes. So, so I'm going to explain myself really quick because you're like, Oh my God, Albro yells at me. But this, is, but this is Harry Potter related because it we're talking Harry about our group. See? He was being so, honest when he said we'd be exactly. there in two minutes. So, typically when people join groups and stuff like that, yes, some people want to interact. But some people just want to, like, chill and look at stuff, you know? So calling them out makes them have to interact or, like, the attention's on them. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it awkward for some people. And when you explained it to me, I agreed, but yeah. I had already done it no, because no, no, Facebook, no, no. Facebook said, do the thing. I'm just saying so yes. people are aware of why yeah. you're like, he's going to yell at me if I tag people. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to call you out if you wanted to lurk. I mean, lurk away. Yeah. We're, we are being more active on the page, so I enjoy have this it. entire week 
to be very active, and I will be very active. And something very cool. Yes. This upcoming Friday, I will be linking my Discord server, and I will be streaming the Harry Potter movies. We don't own rights to them. No, We're just, just going to... It's a viewing party. It's not so yeah. people can get access to it without having to pay for it. Yes. It's a friendly gathering thing. So there's no there, there's no need to disclaim on this. Hey, I'm just throwing it out there because well, thing, stream, anything could happen. All content creators have streaming parties. This is this is one of them. I understand. And but I will be you streaming know. it legally through my ser- the services that I have. So okay. it's fine. Um. So yeah, I'll post a link probably on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It is called Hogwarts Castle, by the way. Mm-hmm. There are professors. <laughs> It's not active whatsoever, but it'll be enough to host the the little part, the viewing party. So remember how I told you that I had How I Met Your Mother? Yes. I have seasons one through five. Uh, I know. I know. Anyway. Fine. Whatever, dude. They're good seasons. Where are the other four? Well, what happened was... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like when I when I replied to Lisa in the group. Listen, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Harry Potter. Yeah, and hmm? I do want to say something. What we we have had suggestions of including people and doing this and doing that and whatever. We give shout outs to people all the time. True. So like, and name drop. What's up? And name drop. Like we just said, Lisa. Yeah. And, and we've mentioned Max a million times because he's... The homie. He's the homie. He's the OG um, follower. Yeah. We've name-dropped our friend Marianne, who is also and in the Stephanie group. Persephone. Stephanie Persephone. So, like, we will name-drop you because we are very active on our page. Boomba. I would say active. No. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am constantly putting stuff there. To be fair, if yes. we're talking about two weeks ago as compared to now, I'm like 500% more active. Yes, you are. So what up? We're at 22 minutes. <laughs> this is not a long chapter. No, it, but... It, it has its moments. It has its moments. Okay, okay. Let's, okay. Start, let's start. So, recap. What happened? Harry no guilty. No guilty. No guilty. And fudge mad. Fudge yeah. Big Mad. Yeah. And Dumbledore's still ignoring him. You know what? It's because he's a diva. He needs a Snickers. <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. It's in his name. <laughs> um, and Dumbledore's still ignoring Harry. And Harry, little mad. You know, I know why. We both know why. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore's ignoring Harry. But at least he could give Harry a heads up. Write him a freaking letter, bro. Right? How many times has he been to 12 Grimmauld's Place <laughs> and not left a note for Harry oh saying, God. hey, by the way, I'm trying to do this because of this. Like, Harry, I need you to understand the reason why we're not communicating as much is because of X reason. Yes. And this is what is going on. These are my plans. Love you. Bye. It's so it takes. Dumbledore, Dumbledore's like whole thing where it's like I need to co- uh, compartmentalize like 
my plan so this person knows this and this person knows this and this person knows this. Completely it, disregarded Harry. It works in the long run, mm-hmm. but oh boy, does it cause problems in the short term. A uh, million percent, yes. I can't. Okay, okay, it's fine. Karina Guilty. Season <laughs> 5, episode 9 of uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Chapter 9, The Woes of Mrs. Weasley. Okay. I'm sorry. I know what happens. That's why I go, oh. Leaving the courtroom, Harry tells Mr. Weasley the good news. Yay! Mr. Weasley comments that Professor Dumbledore brushed past him without speaking. So, like, they're talking about how Dumbledore came in and kind of helped out and then didn't say a word to Harry. Which also makes sense because Mr. Weasley is at work. He can't be seen being a Dumbledore sympathizer or else it could jeopardize his position at work. And he's got like 17 million children, so he's got to keep his job. Like factually. I'm not I'm not trying You're to be rude. exaggerating a little bit, but not really. Right? I'm not trying to be rude, no. but he's he is the head of a household where he is the only working individual. And per Gomp's second law, I think it is they can't make money materialize. Well, so they're they're the they're the galleons and stuff are all enchanted. And so if you deposit like um like leprechaun gold we'll say, right? It will show as being fake gold to goblins because it's a counterfeit. There there's unique magic that goblins use that cannot be reproduced. That's my understanding, at the very least of it. What are you doing? Looking it up. Oh. Gamp's elemental, or laws of elemental transfiguration. Gamp's law of elemental transfiguration, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make nothing out of nothing. Food, yes, exactly. You can't make something out of nothing out of it. You can make more of something, you can change the the properties of something to some degree, but you can't. Yes. I forget all of them, to be honest. I'm a bad podcaster. Hello? Yes. You're very distracted right now. Okay, I'm yes. going. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just trying to read what it says. And basically, they say it, it. No, no, no. They say it as well um, in one of the one of the things that I was reading. Okay, okay sorry. Okay. Um, it's fine, keep going. As wizards exit the courtroom, Mr. Weasley expressed a surprise that Harry was apparently tried by the entire Wizengamot. Um, as Percy passes, he and Mr. Weasley stu- uh, like ignore at, e- ignore at each other. Wow. Studiously ignore each other, though the lines around Mr. Weasley's mouth tighten. Uh, so here's a little excerpt from the book. One or two of the passing wizards nodded to Harry as they passed, and a few, including Madame Bones, said, Morning, Arthur, to Mr. Weasley, but most averted their eyes. Cornelius Fudge and the toad-like witch were almost the last to the dungeon. Fudge acted as if Mr. Weasley and Harry were part of the wall, but again, the witch looked almost appraisingly at Harry as she passed. Last of all to pass was Percy. Like Fudge, he completely ignored his father and Harry. He marched past clutching a large roll of parchment and a handful of spare quills, his back rigid and his nose in the air. The lines around Mr. Weasley's mouth tightened slightly, 
but other than that, he gave no sign that he had noticed his third son. Which is true, actually. I don't know why my brain always, like, forgets the order of their birth and stuff like that, but Percy is the Weasley's third son. He... Yeah. I don't know. It, it hurts me so much to think that Mr. Weasley watched his son grow and saw him, like, acquire all of these accolades and, like, become such an upstanding wizard to then turn his back on his family. Like, that has to hurt so much. Yes. I want to go back to Gomp's Law. Yes. So, there are five provisions to the law of to Gomp's law of elemental transfiguration. Five, five exceptions, apparently. One of the exceptions is food, which cannot be made from thin air, but has to be summoned from elsewhere. Um, this explains why the room of requirement would not provide food to Dumbledore's army. Yeah. So they had to get meals from later. <laughs> he said his From name. later. I love it. Okay, continue. Water, however, is not an exception because it can be transformed out of nothing with the water making spell Aguamenti. Well, my understanding for water is that the elements to make water are abound. It's yeah, just it's in the air. Hydrogen and oxygen. Put it together. Yeah, exactly. Um, you cannot conjure a wand. Because it has to be manufactured by a true wand maker. That's what it says. So you can't just make a wand out of thin air. A wand has to be... Made. You you can summon a wand from somewhere. Yes. You can can, um, banish a wand. Because again, it's very much like the laws of physics where matter can neither be created or destroyed. It already exists. Yeah. You can just call it to you. Yep. In the wizarding world. They're only able, and it points out that the Weasley twins are able to make fake wands, but that's they, they not have nothing to do with real. It wands. has nothing to do with real wands. Real money cannot be conjured, which is why there can still be po- poverty in the Wizarding world. Harry and Draco inherited family money, but the Weasleys are not as fortunate. Ron is played with hand-me-downs for his first wand to his pet scabbers. Oh, from his first wand to his pet scabbers. Not to mention his homespun clothing. Um, potion ingredients are never conjured and must be grown, gathered, or purchased. Again, because we're talking about the complexity of these things. So, like, water is very simple yes. when you break it down. But, like, you can't just reproduce the magical properties of potion ingredients. Right. Nor can you reproduce the magical properties of wand components. Body parts can be changed in magical ways, Mm -hmm. but there are definitely limits to what transfiguration can do. Because you have to use skelly grow to regrow bones. And that's what they mentioned. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Continue. Um, George Weasley was... (laughs) Mad-Eye Moody's magical replacement eye... Missing nose and chicken claw foot are probably clues that Gomp's law... I'm sorry, what? It says chicken claw. <laughs> okay. Okay. And his foot okay. are probably clues that Gomp's law does not allow for full body part rebuilding. Again, because it's complicated. 
and it says Gomp's law seems to be a scientific axiom rather than a law passed by the wizarding government although this is never specifically stated obviously it seems like come on yeah that's a silly thing yeah um well, because because the name of it, it has law in it, people would immediately think to yeah. governmental stuff unless they have like a scientific mind and they yeah. would think like a law of the world of the universe. Kind but of again, that's yeah. why they can't conjure up money. You can call it from where it exists. Well, the thing is, is that and bring it to you if it's your. I guess if it's yours. My understanding is because of how it's manufactured. Mm-hmm. Because if we think about it, like galleons should just be made of gold, right? Gold isn't that hard to. Yeah, but that doesn't just it's... mean wizarding money. That just means money in general, because you True. can't do it for Muggle money either. True. Again, there has to be some weird intrinsic law there that we're just unaware of. Mm-hmm. And but my thing is, so hear me out, because mm-hmm. this might be crazy. Okay. Okay. And I would think you wouldn't be able to conjure it from a vault in Gringotts because they have their own magic protecting yeah. the stuff. So you can't be like, bring me my money, because in the first book, they make well, Harry give a key to be able to go get his money. Yeah, just just think of like how Superman can't see Pat like through lead with mm-hmm. his X-ray vision, something like that. There's, like a, there's a layer of something there. That's... So goblin magic is the lead. Yes. Okay, got it. So... My thing that the Weasleys that is b- beneath Arthur. Okay. Is we know of the Gemino Jinx, not Jinx, is a charm, charm, where when you touch something, it creates duplicates. Yes. Why couldn't he do that to something and sell it to Muggles and amass a wealth? Because then you can because that's underhanded, that. and Mister Weasley wouldn't do that's that. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. so, it's so beneath him. Mundungus Fletcher would do it. Why hasn't he done that? There, there because so he problems. doesn't think about the Muggle world. True. He's he's 100 magical. Magical, like he's a he's a wizard. Witches and wizards who do not have to interact with the Muggle world don't even think about it. Do you think that like because they're magical? And though it might not be on purpose, they have a like subconscious superiority complex when it comes to muggles. Just the general populace of witches and wizards. Um, because that, that's I, the vibe they I am they going give off. to say, I am going to say. Most likely, yes, but I think that that's because that's the underlying sentiment of their society. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a, I'm not saying like not because inherently the witches no, and wizards no, 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 are no. that I'm way. It's a society. That's all. That's all I was trying to like say. It's a societal thing. Yeah, which is what we feel. see. Which is what we see in Percy himself, and what we because see in, in the. Yes. Mr. Oh, absolutely. But what we see specifically in, in, in with Percy in this book, since this is the book we're talking about right now, yes. where one of the arguments they have is that Mr. Weasley is stuck in the department he's in because he's a quote-unquote muggle lover, and it's a dead-end job. And why is he so preoccupied with muggle things? He should just do something different and make something of himself and Percy's not going to be like him and stuck where he is forever Percy has ambitions that I'm, I'm paraphrasing I yeah. and 
I don't necessarily agree with him, but he was born in the mo- in one of the most muggle-friendly families because of who his dad is and because of the societal expectations and the way people are raised in that society and the things around them in that society. Mm. He has within him a a subconscious prejudice against muggles and with him it's a little bit more pronounced because that's part of the reason why his dad hasn't advanced exactly it's the reason why he's had to deal with hand-me-downs which is why he's had to deal with never having and never measuring up to his super cool brother bill who oh. who has the the ponytail and the fang earring well, and super that, all awesome that, all and that why is a he non-issue can't... at the moment but it's an well, issue it's an issue while he's growing up and it's an issue that plays into everything else he does like we're going to talk about it in a minute but how can he feel special if the accomplishments he has somebody else has already done it before him which is why which is why Ron suffered from what he did in the last book yeah. where Harry wouldn't include him in putting his name in the Goblet of Fire. Because he's the sixth boy. He's yeah. the last boy. He's yeah. the sixth boy. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing he does is going to be an achievement. Which is why in the first book, when he looks in the mirror of Erised, what does he see? Not what Harry sees, where Harry is surrounded by family and people who look like him and have his nose and have his eyes and have his chin. No, he's standing by himself. Yeah. Well, to say, Harry always wanted to celebrate his similarities with his... He wa- always wanted a family. Yes. And then he likes... He himself likes the idea of comparing the similarities between them. Other than, you have your mother's eyes oh, that dude, everybody says so, to him. so tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what book is it where Harry's just like, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my mother's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Please, dude. <laughs> but, no. it's It's... Yeah. It's always been Ron's obviously deepest desire to be seen for himself yeah (sighs) and like even the sorting hat is like ah another weasley i know where to put him it's not even ron weasley it's ah another weasley poor ron and other characters in the series because in the movies hermione takes like half of their limelight and Mm -hmm. it's why my God, calling her my ex is so weird right now. But my ex, um, she was like, I don't like Ron in the movies. Because he never has a moment to shine. Like, what's the point in having him around if Hermione is smart and is the one who takes action and Harry is the one who's the hero? Like, what does Ron do? Ron's the one who's always there for him. Even if you don't... Even if you don't see the shining moments from the books, Ron is the one who's always there for him. And the only time he's not there is when he's going through his own insecurities. Yeah, but then... As he's allowed to be because he's a teenager. Yeah, and then... We talked about that with Twilight before we started. Yeah, Where everyone hates Jacob for being, like, manipulative and, like, douching. But he's a teenager. He's a teenager who's going through, like, crazy... A crazy transformative period in his life. Literally. Puberty and becoming a werewolf. Yes. I mean, bro, 
please. Well, shapeshifter who turns into a wolf. Yeah, you know. Anyway. We're not going to, yeah. One, one fandom at a time. I might make a Twilight podcast, I'm just saying, because I have many things to say. Anyway. <laughs> what? Just enjoying your raspberry tea? Yeah. I'm not going to say anything well, else. Well, not destroying me. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. Harry and Mr. Weasley encounter Cornelius Fudge talking to... Well, they're on their way out, and they see Malfoy and Fudge talking. Which is done very nicely in the movie. Yes. Uh, Meester? Me- Mr. Weasley... But in the movie, it's done before the, before the hearing. Is it? Yeah, As it he's is, on right? his way down. Yeah. Um, Mr. Weasley surmises Malfoy was sneaking down to the courtroom to learn what was happening, despite Malfoy citing private matters to explain his conversation with Fudge. Uh, Mr. Weasley comments privately to Harry that it more likely involved exchanging gold and that Malfoy donates to appropriate causes to get certain laws delayed or ignored. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Malfoy is a Death Eater, Harry thinks Fudge could be under the Imperious Curse. Mr. Weasley says they considered that, but Dumbledore believes Fudge is acting on his own. And I have a little excerpt right here. Yeah. Mr. Weasley said Harry slowly, If Fudge is meeting Death Eaters like Malfoy, if he's seeing them alone, how do we know they haven't put the Imperious Curse on him? Don't you think it occurred to us, Harry? muttered Mr. Weasley. But Dumbledore thinks Fudge is acting of his own accord at the moment, which, as Dumbledore says, is not a lot of comfort. Best not talk about it anymore just now, Harry. I mean, seriously, Harry, stop asking questions about Death Eaters and Ministry misdoings in the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. You don't don't know. you think that they've maybe put things out there, especially with the way things are going on at that current moment, to maybe eavesdrop and see what's happening? Especially if it's anything related to Harry Potter or... Arthur Weasley, who is known to support Harry Potter. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the second they, like, entered the ministry, if, like, Fudge assigned someone to follow them around in, like, an invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. Like, that that would have fit my idea of what Fudge is like. Yeah, Fudge is not good. Yeah. Fudge the f- fictional character, not Fudge the actual no, snack, is which delicious. is delicious. Okay. Uh, just before leaving the Ministry of Magic, Harry abides by his promise and then some, emptying his money bag into the Fountain of Magical Brotherly Love. The Fountain of Magical co-op- Brotherly Cooperation? Or Brethren something. Bre- yeah. I don't know, something. The, 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 fake, the fake statue. That's a lie. The Fountain of Magical Brethren. Yeah. Not so. See, we started getting it. We were like, yeah, sure. Yep. Everyone at 12 Grimmauld Places are relieved that Harry has been exonerated. Fred, George, and Jenny break into a victory dance and chant, He got off, he got off, he got off, until Mrs. Weasley yells at them. Harry's scar suddenly pains him, but he brushes off Hermione's concern, saying, It happens all the time now. So basically what happens is they have a dinner to celebrate. Yeah. Harry's exoneration, and that's when a bunch of people end up, a bunch of members of the Order of the Phoenix show up um, to sort of celebrate with them. Yeah. And during the dinner is when his scar hurts. Or okay. Right before? I'm sorry, but 
I'm getting real tired of people um, shrugging off his scar hurting. Because in the past, every time his scar hurt, it was because of something. Like, can we just for a second remember that? Because I'm getting real tired of them being super short-sighted. Do you know what I think it is? So we know the rules are Harry's scar hurts when Voldemort is near or experiencing a very powerful emotion. Mm-hmm. What if the, what if Voldemort is feeling extreme displeasure with the fact that Harry wasn't found guilty? That's what I think is happening. Yeah. That's what I think is being hinted at. If you've read the entire series thus far, yeah. it would make sense that that's what it is. Number one, because it's a it would be around the time that Lucius Malfoy would have gotten home or away from the ministry, touched his little scar on his arm, and communicated with the Dark Lord. You use whatever oh, means he, he was. Has. He was exonerated. Yeah. Exactly. So, a little excerpt. Yes. Of course, once Dumbledore turned up on your side, there was no way they were going to convict you. Set around happily, now dishing great mounds of mashed potatoes onto everyone's plates. Yeah, he swung it for me, said Harry. He felt that it would sound highly ungrateful, not to mention childish, to say, I wish he'd talked to me, though, or even looked at me. No, I don't think that's selfish. No, I don't think so. Okay, I think that that, if he had said that, I think somebody would have relayed that to Dumbledore, and I think the rest of the book would be slightly different. Yeah. And as he thought this, the scar on his forehead burned so badly that he clapped his hand to it. What's up, said Hermione, looking alarmed. Scar, Harry mumbled. But it's nothing. It happens all the time now. See, he's reiterating yeah. what everyone tells him all the time. Oh, it's nothing. No, it's not nothing. Lucius Malfoy would have gotten the information saying, oh, he he was acquitted. Dumbledore came in last second and helped him out. So Lucius Malfoy said to, to Voldemort, my lord, Dumbledore helped the child. Okay. And Voldemort. <laughs> like, that's how I imagine it. Oh, my God. Uh, during the next few days, Harry notices... Did you see the that, hands together? Yes, now? I did. <laughs> Harry notices that Sirius seems sad. So, in the book, it says that he seems surlier and something else than usual. Which, yeah. Hermione suggests Sirius may have secretly hoped Harry would be expelled and live at Grimald Place. Which, Regardless, again... Harry's spirits are listed in dreams about Hogwarts. So, even Ron is just like, dude... Come on, like, don't say that. And the thing is, is, like, it kind of fits, because Sirius gives me the vibe of someone who's kind of... But the thing is, is that he's not alone. He has the entire order there, in and out. But they don't... That's They don't understand him. They don't understand him. They don't understand what he's lost and what he's given up. And what he is currently giving up. They don't understand. And unfortunately, the only people the only people who might be able to understand are Lupin and Harry. Who have had to like live out his nightmare with him, basically. Yes. Not the twelve and, years in Azkaban, but like Yeah. But Harry is is has basically been exiled from the wizarding world until he turns 11 because people were afraid that something might happen to him because i don't know the dark lord the darkest wizard in current history tried to kill him as a baby 
Well, can I just put it out there that per the movies, uh-huh. what we know of Grindel, uh, Grindelwald, uh-huh. he's much like more sinister than Voldemort, if you ask me. Because Voldemort chose his group. He chose the purebloods to rise up against everyone else and pit them against everyone else, right? And Grindelwald basically... Picked everyone. He, he appealed to whoever everyone. would want to join him. No, I agree. He's more insidious in yeah. a way. However... If you have a seed of doubt in your heart, Grindelwald was the kind of guy who can make that blossom and promise you whatever you needed to hear. Yeah, but I th- I think the reason they they say, you know, Voldemort was worse or because of his magical prowess and like the chaos that he yes, created that underpinned the entire like society of uh, magical community, you know what I mean? I think it's also because Voldemort had no no scruples whatsoever like if you were a magical person and you wanted to no longer be in hiding and we're talking about fantastic beasts if you haven't you know watched them sorry but it 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 plays into what we're saying Mm -hmm. if you're a magical being and you're tired of being in hiding Grindelwald is your dude Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He literally said, "Just don't come after me, and nothing will happen to you." Those that was him showing magical restraint. However, Voldemort said, "I only want purebloods. If you're not pureblood, I'ma kill you or torture you, just for just for the funsies." Which is why he's considered worse. However, I think that nobody realized that if Grindelwald had gotten to the kind of level of power that Voldemort got to in his heyday, that Grindelwald would have turned on his followers as needed. He would have. He would have. From what we know, he would have. But Voldemort put it straight out there. Don't mess with me. Don't cross me. Because if you do, I'm going to murder you and your family. That's so interesting that their goals are the same, though. Um, Their end end, end, end goal is exactly the same. It's to conquer death. I don't necessarily think that... Grindel wants the Deathly Hollows so that he can be master of death. And Voldemort does not want to die. So there's a difference between wanting to be master of death. That's and a not slight spoiler, by the way. That that's that's Voldemort's end goal. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, spoiler. Twenty years old there, but that's Voldemort's <laughs> Voldemort's goal is to never die, which I think is actually something that a lot of people really believe, like 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 wish in their heart. No one wants to die. Oh, why did you say that? What? That was not a one that you needed to say yet. <laughs> that's like a biggins, that's not a, a little that's, that's, that's a, a biggins. But there's no, there's no detail though. So what? Figure it out. <laughs> we're not removing it, thing. No, we're not. We're not going to remove it because we said that there were going to be spoilers. Yes. So I mean, it, well, it a, is what it is. It's a big spoiler with no context though. So yeah. Still, if you're still but, reading along and listening, which again, there was like a 
six month break, so yeah, you probably I- finished the books already. <laughs> I hope. If you're waiting for us, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm going to write you a letter. Anyway. We sincerely apologize. Yes. So. Email us and we will personal, we will write personalized emails. Al will write personalized emails apologizing. I will. I legitimately. And I'll just put my name at the bottom. I'll pinky promise you. Oh, he pinky promised everyone. There. Okay. And my hands are cold. I'm sorry. It's okay. Mine was like a little jerky. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. It Um. So, their goals are the same, which I think is interesting. I, I don't, I don't, I think there's a nuance that you're missing. Like, the master of, of death yes. can, yes, in theory, live forever, mm-hmm. um, hasn't been tested out, but most likely mm-hmm. can, but I don't, I don't think that he was doing that to do that. I think he just wanted to do that to be the most powerful wizard ever. And yeah, to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Voldemort's sole purpose is to wait. not die. So hold on, hold on. Is interesting theory now. Yes. We actually have no idea what Grindelwald's end, play, end game is. A means to his end game is to become the most powerful wizard, which would then make him the master of death, which is why he wants the Deathly Hollows. But we don't know the final piece. I need the, I need the movies, man. I need the movies. I need the rest of them. Bring Johnny Depp back. I agree. That's all. I, that, we're not going to get into that again because we've said it a million times. Talking to my friend last night, it was it was a quick little mm-hmm. little, little little line that she threw in there, but she was like, "Yeah, I, why was he canceled in the first place?" Boom. We already talked about it. I know. I'm just saying. Okay. Let's continue. And cancel Amber Heard. <laughs> Sorry. During the next, uh, we did that. Uh, book list finally arrived, raising the question as to who the new defense against the dark arts teacher might be. I am going to be honest with you for a second, and I had a really bad like brain fart, and I was going to ask you, Jen, who is the defense against the dark? I do not remember. <laughs> as as I was reading, oh, no, I was reading as I was reading chapter eleven. Okay, that and- was like a deep belly laugh for me, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I never laugh like that. Like I have my my nice little polite laugh, mm-hmm. like the fake one, but like the slow little, like the low real one. Yeah, that was a. I can't believe you forgot that, and that tickled me I tremendously. It, but I'm gonna. It was only for ten seconds. <laughs> I was like, oh, "Wait, see, is, that's my actual laugh." Who is the defense against the dark? I should ask. Je- oh, never mind. Yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. <laughs> it was bad. There okay. is other news. As expected, Hermione, Hermione, really, Hermione, <laughs> Hermione is named a Gryffindor, a Gryffindor prefect. We know that there's two, uh, male and female. Yes. Um, but so is Ron. Much to everyone's astonishment. Wait a second. I do want to point out mm-hmm. that Mrs. Weasley says, "Oh my goodness! Look, all our boys have been prefects." And, and the, the twins, the are, twins like, are like, "Really? What are we, chopped liver?" <laughs> they, said, they said something else. It's so funny. Oh my god, where is it? Hold on. It's the funniest thing. I die. Continue while I look for this. Um. So as a reward. Mrs. Weasley agrees to buy Ron a new broom. So remember when Percy became prefect, that was when he got Hermes. Because they buy things for their kids who make major achievements. Did you find it? Almost. Okay. Um, uh, Harry 
instantly struggles with jealousy and resentment. Believing <laughs> what are Fred should... and I, next door neighbors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> believing he should have been chosen over Ron. And let's be real. He probably should have been chosen mm-hmm. over Ron. However, maybe not so much. Because, I mean, first year, he 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 messed with the enchantments around the Sorcerer's Stone and yeah, but broke a whole that, bunch of rules at the same time. He's broken rules every year. But the thing is, is like... Flying a car into school. Shacklebolt and a bunch of other people are just like... If Dumbledore had named Harry Prefect, it would have shown more confidence in him as a person and sort of pushed back against the narrative that the Daily Prophet is trying to put out there against Harry. And I agree, but I also agree that Harry doesn't need Prefect duties on top of what he does because every year something goes wrong. We're just waiting. Literally. (laughs) Literally. So... And, and, um... That's what we find out that Lupin, out of the the Marauders' years, the four of them, Lupin was the one who made Prefect, and he comments that Dumbledore probably expected him to keep his friends under control, although, let's be real, he he knew better. Mm -hmm. Um, And Harry offers Ron his sincere congratulations eventually. Yeah. It takes him a second, and... I feel like it's because Harry is used to being the center of attention and not on purpose, but just because of who he is and Ron is not. And now Ron is the center, like the tables have turned and Ron is the center of attention and Harry is not. And he doesn't know how to deal with that. We have another piece from the book. Yes. What about you, Sirius? Jenny asked, thumping Hermione on the back. Why was she thumping Hermione on the back? I think she was choking on the book. Okay. Yes. Um, Sirius, who was right beside Harry, let out his usual bark-like laugh. No one would have made me a prefect. I spent too much time in detention with James. Lupin was the good boy. He got the badge. And that, like you said, I think Dumbledore might have hoped that I'd be able to exercise some control over my best friend, said Lupin. I need scarcely say that I failed uh, dismally. Harry's mood suddenly lifted. His father had not been a prefect either. All at once, the party seemed much more enjoyable. He loaded up his plate, feeling unusually fond of everyone in the room. After dinner, Mad-Eye Moody shows Harry a photograph of the original Order of the Phoenix. Moody evidently thinks this will be a treat for Harry, as his parents are in the picture, but Harry finds it disturbing, seeing them amongst so many others who died at Death Eaters' hands. And not just Death Eaters, there are people who were personally murdered by Voldemort on in this picture. Well, I mean... Lillian and James. Okay. Well, thanks. (laughs) Anyway, Harry makes excuses and leaves the party. So before that, there's a very long section of who is in this picture because there are a lot of names and it it, it kind of does matter because especially in the first paragraph here, we see uh, recognizable names. Um... There's me, said Moody, unnecessarily pointing at himself. The Moody in the picture was unmistakable, though his hair was slightly less gray and his nose was intact. And there's Dumbledore beside me, Daedalus Diggle on the other side. That's Marlene McKinnon. She was killed two weeks after this was taken. They got her whole family. That's Frank and Alice Longbottom. Harry's stomach, already uncomfortable, clenched as he looked at Alice Longbottom. He knew her round, friendly face very well, even though he had never met her because she was the image of her son, Neville. 
Poor devils, growled Moody. Better dead than what happened to them. She was choking on butterbeer that she gulped down to not laugh that Tonks had never been made prefect. Tonks can't even get... (laughs) She can't even walk by someone without inflicting some kind of clumsy injury onto them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Hermione was trying to be considerate and not say anything and gulp down her butterbeer and started choking on it. Yes. That's why she was choking. Yes. Sorry, I had to look it up because in my mind, I couldn't get past that. Oh, I, I know. Because the second I said she was choking, so you're like, really? Turn to laptop, alt-tab, click, scroll, 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 scroll. Like, I'm like, okay, that's happening. Anyway. Sorry, guys. It's one of those things that I feel like if I need to know the answer, then you need to know the answer. And that's Emmeline Vance. You've met her. <laughs> that that there's Lupin, obviously. Benji Fenwick, he copped it too. We only ever found bits of him. Oh! Um, shift aside there, he added, poking the picture. And the little photographic people edged sideways so that those who were partially obscured can move to the front. That's Edgar Bones, brother of Am- uh, Amelia Bones. They got him and his family too. He was a great wizard. Sturgis Podmore, blimey, he looks young. Um, Caradoc Dearborn, or Caradoc, I think. Let's go with Caradoc. Yeah. Vanished six months after Cause if, this. Because I'm thinking of the spice cardamom. Fair enough. It's, yeah. Yeah. Vanished six months after this. Uh, we never found his body. Haggard, of course. Looks exactly the same as ever. Alpheus Doge, you've met him. I'd forgotten he used, uh, used to wear that stupid hat. Gideon Pruitt. We've mentioned him a lot before. Yes. Uh, it took five Death Eaters to kill him and his brother Fabian. They fought like heroes. Budge along, budge along. The little people in the photograph jostle, jostled among themselves, and those hidden right at the back appeared at the forefront of the picture. That's Dumbledore's brother, Aberforth. Only time I ever met him. Strange bloke. That's Dorcas Meadows. Voldemort killed her personally. Serious, when he still had short hair, and there you go. Thought that would interest you. Harry's heart turned over. His mother and father were beaming up at him. So hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Out of all the people that were there in the in the picture, Mm -hmm. we have Moody. Mm -hmm. Emmeline Mance. No, Edgar. uh, Oh, Emmeline Mance. Moody Lupin. So, if we, okay, if we go by the list, Moody, who is kind of eh, Dumbledore, probably looking much younger, Deedalus Diggle, uh, Marlene McKinnon, who is dead, Frank and Alice Longbottom, who Harry knows were tortured to insanity per the last... Yeah, no, I'm well, trying to say who's still alive. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm saying, so we count have Count the a number of people. Yeah. And I'll count the people who are still alive. I'm just gonna again okay. just go over them real quick. So um, Moody Dumbledore, Emmeline Van Zandt, Diggle, yeah, Marlene McKinnon, mm-hmm. Fran- Frank and they're alive. Frank and Alice Longbottom, they they're they're alive. Um, Emmeline Vance, Lupin, Benji Fenwick. Edgar Bones, Sturgis Podmore, Caradoc, Dearborn, Dearborn, Elpheus Doge, 
Hagrid. G- Gideon Pruitt, Fabian Pruitt. Yeah. About half of them. Aberforth. Serious. About half of them are gone. Yep. Roughly. There's ten of them that are still alive. That's what I don't like about wizard pictures or photos. Yeah. Is what if the person is dead? That's like, that's such a morbid thing. It's also something very beautiful, I'm assuming. Like, you can still see, you know. Them doing their thing. Them smiling up at you, waving. It must be very beautiful. But then, like, the realization that all you have is this picture and your memories. And they're stuck in that moment. Yep. Never to know what's going to happen shortly thereafter. Especially for, like, the person who died, what, like, two weeks later, a couple of days later, like. Well, depending on where they are. So what we find out, obviously, is that what we know through the series is that if you're in a wizard picture somewhere, wherever your portrait is, you can go visit that. Yeah. So I'm sure that they found out what happened to them and how and from their loved ones or from people near their portraits who eventually said oh my goodness that's the guy who was killed by Voldemort or that's the lady who was killed by Voldemort Mm -hmm. you know they're like I was killed by Voldemort Mm -hmm. that must be a very surreal experience let me finish this a little bit Okay. Um, Harry's heart turned over. His mother and father were beaming up at him, sitting on either side of a small, watery-eyed man Harry recognized at once as Wormtail. He was the one who had betrayed their whereabouts to Voldemort and so helped bring about their deaths. If there was a way to remove someone from a photograph like that, I would do it instantly. Mm-hmm. You do not deserve to sit next to my parents, you piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that would be my... If I was Harry, would be my thing. Like... Oh, yeah. No. Technically, there is. Hear me out. Okay. In... The book before? No. In two... Mm-hmm. Or in the beginning of three... Percy is still with Penelope Clearwater... And in a picture he has of her... It's smudged. It's smudged smudged because water was on her nose. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, technically you could just rub water on the picture and keep smudging till the person's not there. Yeah, what if there's like a really creepy, like, blurred monster now instead of just like... True. We don't know. We don't know the mechanics. we We don't know. But, I mean, you could smudge his face. Well, we do know per the cursed... Never mind. Anyway. We're gonna keep going. That's um, not, we don't consider that canon, although it is. Let's keep it moving. Okay, so Harry passes the drawing room in which Mrs. Weasley is attempting to banish a Bogart. So she's been saying since the beginning of the book, there's something in in um, I think Moody in checks a it cabinet, goes, yeah, in a it's desk. A yeah, there's something in the desk. Can, Moody, can you check to see what it is? And he's like, oh, it looks like a Bogart. And she asks for people to to help her, and everybody's like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, we'll help you, yeah, sure, we'll help you. Continue with what you're saying. Long-standing question that I think we've asked before. Yes. If Moody looks into where a bogart is, does he, is he the only, one of the only people who actually knows what a bogart looks like before transforming? Or I would because think yes. it's being viewed, 
Sort of like how uh, atoms change their properties. Yeah. Like photons change their properties when viewed from a wave-like pattern to a... More linear. Yeah. I would Do think... Do they transform in the cabinet into what he fears? I think it would be dependent on the property of Bogarts. Do they change like atoms because they're because of the act of being viewed like is that part of their their physiology of their powers that the moment they're being viewed whether they know it or not they change or is it something about knowing that you're being viewed that then you have to register the person's biggest fear and you turn into that it feels like both and you know why because oh legs in prisoner of Yes, in Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. When when Neville faces the wardrobe that has the Bogart, doors open, out comes Snape. Right? Yes. But when the lineup changes for the students, there's always a moment a of like processing. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. But did it look at Neville through the hole in the wardrobe or through the crack in the wardrobe to then turn into it what it that feared? It, it knew that it was being perceived even though at, even at such a small level because Neville facing the door, there is the keyhole. But, yeah, that's what I'm so saying. Is it that he's looking through the keyhole of the wardrobe or the crack in the in between the doors of the wardrobe? Or is it that it's hearing Professor Lupin say, now, Neville, I want you to think about the thing that scares you the most. And the Bogart knows that that's what it's going to do. There's a lot of quantum stuff happening here, though. Yeah. We're, we're not qualified to talk about I am not a scientist to this level, although I have performed scientific experimentations yes. on a uh, social science level. I don't have the qualifications for this. I enjoy quantum theory, but I am very much so a novice. Yes. So... Anyway. I would like to know what their properties are, because then it would be a definitive answer. Yes. If they... If the very act of them being observed, whether whether they know it or not, causes them to change, then I would say nobody really knows what the true form of a Bogart is. If that is not the case, then I would say Moody is probably one of the only people who knows what an actual Bogart looks like. Yeah. Um, uh, so, back to Mrs. Weasley. Yes. She's been asking people to help her. Everyone's been busy. Nobody has helped her. She's like, okay, I'm going to do it myself. Yes. Um, and Harry finds her sobbing, and every time she waves her wand to ridiculous, you know, make it mm-hmm. uh, for her to be able to handle, um, each time she waves her wand, another family member's image appears dead. Hold on. Um, Hold on. What? Oh, you're going to actually pull up the little the bit yeah. where it, like, lists each she person. Says, okay. So, but wait a minute. It, it, oh, my gosh. Okay. Hello, Harry said. There was no answer, but the sobbing continued. He climbed the remaining stairs two at a time, walked across the landing, and opened the drawing room door. Someone was cowering against the dark wall, her wand in her hand, her whole body shaking with sobs. Sprawled on the dusty old carpet in a patch of moonlight, clearly dead, was Ron. All the air seemed to vanish from Harry's lungs. He felt as though he were falling through the floor. His brain turned icy cold. Ron? Dead? No, it couldn't be. But wait a moment. It couldn't be. Ron was downstairs. 
Mrs. Weasley? Harry croaked. Ridiculous! Mrs. Weasley saw, pointing her shaking wand at Ron's body. Crack! Ron's body turned into Bill's. Spread eagle on his back, his eyes wide open and empty. Mrs. Weasley sobbed harder than ever. Ridiculous, she sobbed again. Crack. Mr. Weasley's body replaced Bill's, his glasses askew, a trickle of blood running down his face. No, Mrs. Weasley moaned. No, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Crack. Dead twins. I I love that she saw them both together. Um, Crack. Dead Percy. Crack. Dead Harry. Mrs. Weasley, just get out of here, shouted Harry, staring down at his own dead body on the floor. Let someone else. What's going on? Lupin had come running into the room, closely followed by Sirius, with Moody stumping along behind them. Lupin looked down, looked from Mrs. Weasley to the dead Harry on the floor and seemed to understand in an instant. Pulling out his own wand, he said, very firmly and clearly, ridiculous. Harry's body vanished, a silvery orb hung in the air over the spot where it had lain. Lupin waved his hand once more, and the orb vanished in a puff of smoke. So... Can I, okay, I just want to paraphrase what, what happens next. So Lupin's basically like, Molly, it's okay, as he's holding her while she's sobbing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Molly, it's okay. It's it's just a bogger. It's just a stupid bogger. And she's like, you don't understand. I see them dead all the time. I dream about it. And then she's like, please don't tell Arthur. Don't let, I don't want him to know. Being silly. And it's like... You're not being silly. That's the, that's the world everyone lives in now. Mm-hmm. Is you... If you are against Voldemort... There is a good chance the people you care about will die. Will be murdered by Voldemort. We just Especially saw Especially her. Yeah. Because... Half of her family is already in the order. Is actively in the order of the Phoenix. There's Bill, Charlie, Mr. Weasley herself. The that twins are the twins who want to be part of it. Who are going it. to join? Yes. Ron and Jenny. And Ron is kind and of Harry because Harry's kind of yes, a de facto Weasley. Yes. Ron is kind of in the order because Harry is given more information than them, and he gets his information from Harry, and he's always with Harry. Yeah. So, whatever happens to Harry, who happens to be Voldemort's... Target. Target. Number one target. Yes. Guess what? Ron is right there, too. It is not a leap to think that Ron can very well be murdered because of his association with Harry. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, she she has to sort of, like, confront those feelings all the time. Yeah. I think this is when... Or those feelings confront her all the time. Yeah. Sorry. And I think that this is a a blessing for Hermione's parents, who are muggles. Mm-hmm. They don't know the extent of the wizarding war that previously happened. They don't know... They haven't lived through a war like this. Because if you think about it, where this is happening in the nineties, right? Yes. They're in the UK. Mm. Her parents are maybe in their thirties, maybe in their forties. 
they would have been born after World War II. They wouldn't have experienced it. That was the last major war that was felt in, in that area. I'm not talking about other skirmishes happening here and there, like small things. I'm talking about major death tolls. Mm-hmm. So they don't know. But the Wizarding War decimated the Wizarding population in the UK. So they are lucky that they don't have to f- confront these fears because they just don't know. Molly knows. The thing that makes me like, wow, is the fact that wizards fight both muggle wars and their own wars. Because um, Newt in Fantastic Beasts mentions having fought in the war of, what was it, like 1918 or whatever, like World War I was. I don't remember the dates, I'm so sorry. I'm uneducated, forgive I'm me. sorry, what? Where Newt mentioned being part of the war effort in like 1918 or whatever it was. Yeah, whatever. World War One. Yeah. Yeah. So that's to say that wizards fight in Muggle Wars as well. Yeah. So they're fighting on both fronts. Mm-hmm. The Muggle Wars and their own. Yeah. So like the wizarding world is very much so accustomed to having to deal with wartime threats. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of sad to have to live in that. Yeah. Where, where When do they have any kind of reprieve? Never. Well, and, you know, we we get through this a little bit more that <sighs> Lupin has to to basically say, all right, we're, we're going to, after he's done being super sweet and helping her, mm-hmm. he's like, listen, we're better off than we were before. We know what's happening. You know, he says, I can't promise no one's going to get hurt. Nobody can promise that. But we're much better off than we were last time. You weren't in the order then, which goes back to an earlier point you made a couple of podcasts ago when I was trying to be like, are they in the order? Were they in the order? And you're like, no. But anyway, you don't understand. Last time we were outnumbered 20 to 1 by the Death Eaters, and they were picking us off one by one. Yep. And then Sirius says, don't worry about Percy. He'll come around. It's a matter of time before Voldemort moves into the open. Once he does, the whole ministry is going to be begging us to forgive them. And he says, and I'm not sure I'm accepting their apology. <laughs> but he says it bitterly. I say it, like, flippantly. But he was, he's mad. But he has every right to be mad. He spent 12 years in Azkaban. He, he, why is it that people, it's so insane to me. When it's convenient, they'll trust Dumbledore. When it's inconvenient, he's public enemy number one. What is wrong with you people? What is wrong with wizards? I don't understand. I don't know. Okay. Well, and he's like, and as for who's going to look after Ron and Ginny if you and Arthur died, what do you think we'd do? Let them starve? No, seriously. It's a, it's a silly thing. Yeah. Anyway. But, again, like you said, it these are perfectly rational fears. Yeah. We 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 know that the Pruitts that that she was a Pruitt before she became a Weasley. Her brothers died in the last Wizarding War. She may not have been part of the Order, but they were, and they were killed by multiple Death Eaters going after them. I wonder. So it's a perfectly valid fear of hers that if her her twin brothers 
were in the order before and they died then now that she her husband and two of her children right now Mm -hmm. are in the order that they might die yeah yeah and like you said ron because he's friends with harry because of that very association might die and the twins they're always into something so they might die true like i'm not trying to again i'm not trying to be flippant on this but you know it's possible yep um so uh harry's scar hurts again but he brushes the pain away and slips away to bed and he feels quite old and wonders how he could have been upset about who was made prefect when there were so many other important matters at stake and i'll read the last bit Without warning, the scar on his forehead seared with pain again, and his stomach uh, churned horribly. Cut it out, he said firmly, rubbing the scar as the pain receded again. First sign of madness, talking to your own head, said a sly voice from the empty picture on the wall. Harry ignored it. He felt older than he had ever felt in his life, and it seemed extraordinary to him that barely an hour ago he had been worried about a joke shop and who had gotten a prefix badge. Which, again, is something that makes sense in a time of war. Like, why are you going to be mad over something silly when you could literally die at any moment? True. And I do want to point out that he's touched that, although it's creepy, he's touched at the fact that in her idea of everyone in her family is going to die, that Harry's included. Yeah. She's fam- uh, she. He's family. Harry, not Harriet. Yes. Harry is family. Yeah. He has been for... Five years at this point. Yeah. He saved Jenny. He showed that he's like a good person. He's a loyal person. And that... he has like a moral fiber that like a lot of people seem to either lack or won't show yeah and he doesn't doesn't stop him yeah i think that's why i like harry as a character even though he has such stupid moments (laughs) i mean there's reasons why he's not a ravenclaw yeah um he's just a good person yeah so yeah Mm. we done that is the end of that chapter. We, we talked about so We much. did. And this is a, a rather long chapter. And we, uh, chapter, rather long episode. And we apologize for that. But this is what happens when you get us talking about things. We just you get, you get keep random, going. random food advice. And psychology of war tangents. True. I don't know. We're a little crazy. True. It's okay. You came here to listen to this, and we appreciate you tremendously for and it. hopefully you're still listening. Yes. Because if we... you're not, you're not even hearing this, so whatever, dude. Heck and... you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> if you are still listening to this, good on you, mate. We love you. You said mate. I did. I don't know why. Okay, bye. I know why. Bye. But I'll tell you later. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 Okay, stop saying bye. We said bye already. But I don't want them to go. I don't want them to go either. I don't want to go. Oh.